0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the And Here's Why podcast. This is the podcast where two friends debate their favorite topics. I'm Kate. And I'm Dan. Hey Dan, how's it going?
1: Hi Catherine, how are you today?
0: Good, I figured I'd start this off the same way I did last time. <laughs> work. I'll work on that.
1: <laughs> smiling, smiling and laughing because yeah, giddy, giddy about well, this. Well, I don't
0: know what to say after we do the intro, so I'm just like, hey Dan. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out.
1: Sometimes words happen, sometimes they don't.
0: All right, so anyway, before we get into what we're going to be debating today, I'd like to discuss a little bit about our last episode, maybe do some housekeeping and discuss who won it <laughs> and and who got the bragging rights for this week. First, I just I, before I we say who won, did you get anybody like saying another power that they would have chose at all or
1: Um, no, not really. Nobody gave me any uh like specific powers they thought they would have they just had some questions about the ones that we chose.
0: Yeah. I got one person who was talking to me about um the Scarlet Witch.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh
0: so my my friend had texted me and he was like, "Hey, what about Scarlet Witch?" So, uh, you watch WandaVision, right?
1: Yeah. Well, don't don't talk about the 7th episode. I No, really... no
0: spoilers. We won't talk about anything. Well, we like that.
1: We've watched uh the first six and then uh we were gonna watch the seventh one today but um chose not to so we might watch it tonight we're excited
0: did you get it spoiled for you or no
1: the seventh episode no i yeah Yeah, stay off things i was just gonna say i've pretty much been off uh social media like every time i go on social media and i see like a glimpse of anything that's related to superheroes i'm just like nope forgot can't be on here Gotta watch those yeah. episodes.
0: <laughs> I watched the episode the first thing in the morning, and then like I went on Twitter right after, and it was already spoilers all over
1: Twitter. If I didn't have to leave, because I usually leave my house about 40 minutes before I have to be to work, because it takes somewhere between 25 and 30 minutes to get there. If I didn't have to leave at 9 20, like on Friday morning, I would also try to do that. Like if I had to leave, because every other day I to leave by 10 20 so i had the extra hour i would definitely try to watch it in the morning before i went just so that i could like be thinking about it all day you know what i mean instead of wondering what could be coming up in it so
0: yeah so if anyone doesn't know scarlet witch she's from x-men originally right and then she mm-hmm. became an avenger
1: well yeah it's Magni it's magneto's daughter they changed the storyline a little bit in the um avengers uh the mcu they changed it a little bit because the rights of who they get to have as characters in the mcu and who they can't is so crazy because like you can't say mutant in the mcu or you couldn't up until recently because they just bought out fox and got all those yep. uh rights back and whatever but you couldn't say mutant and now you can say that and now they can if they want to talk about like how all those guys are related So they couldn't say that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, which is her her brother, they couldn't say that they had mutated abilities that they came from. So they created the way that they got their powers was through the Tesseract. But in the original stories and stuff, that's Magneto's daughter and son. He didn't really want them or want anything to do with them.
0: I mean, that's not a surprise.
1: Yeah, they're kind of like illegitimate and like children that he didn't even know about for a while and then they sought him out and blah 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 but yeah
0: so technically she has like a version of telepathy correct and it's like but it's much much more than that but it's tough at its base it's telepathy
1: yeah it's like telepathy telekinesis uh i mean unbelievable abilities with her mind that she can take control of people's brains and move things around with her mind and yeah. yeah her powers seemingly still, if you're watching WandaVision, seemingly are still unknown as to what she can do.
0: Now, I use the excuse with my friend that I didn't start watching WandaVision until after we had recorded, which is true. But I knew who Scarlet Witch was. (laughs) And I know who Professor X is. And he's pretty powerful. It's just what didn't cross my mind. I just, you know, I don't even know if I would have still went that route, even if it did, you know. Um, Not that I'm taking back what I did go with. We only got like positive feedback from from our first episode, and I'm very proud of how we did with it for being first episode of mm-hmm. ever doing a podcast. So that was yeah. I mean, we're cool. basically
1: just messing around and learning the stuff as we go. So
0: yeah. So who won? Let's talk about that. <laughs>
1: Based on your ear to ear smile, I'm gonna believe that the uh, the fans voted incorrectly and gave you the win.
0: <laughs> I was voted the winner of the. First episode. So I do get bragging rights. Boom. So what did we determine with bragging rights? Uh,
1: yeah, you get a little bit of brag. And then, uh, like we said, I don't think we were going to do like a certain amount of times in a row, but we were going to do like a certain amount of wins.
0: Yeah, we'll figure out it as we go. Depends on how it goes. We'll see. Um, But anyway, for my bragging right, I'm going to be a little bit humble with it because... One, it was the very first episode, so you know we're not we're not like at a point of you know a ton of people watching it, and it's mainly just people we know are not watching it, listening to it.
1: It's an audio medium, yeah, so they're they're listening now. I feel
0: like you're gonna have to tell me that every episode. So, but I'm excited, you know. I'm excited. Very first episode, I can claim it, you know.
1: You know what it was? I think I think I got a little ahead of myself, and I like I was obviously jokingly bragging during that podcast. I think everybody was like, you don't want to brag too much. <laughs> Yeah, a little karma
0: for you. (laughs) So that gets us into uh, what we're going to be debating today. Do you want to tell them what we're going to be debating today?
1: So Catherine's going to lead us off with uh, the debate over what we think is the greatest Nintendo system.
0: So I believe that the best Nintendo console is the Nintendo GameCube. And here is why. It's the best in my eyes because it is what built my now gaming. It's not what I started gaming on, but I think it was the thing that m- transitioned me into what I how I play now. Um I am an Xbox player now, I and um that's my main go-to. Um but I'm going to talk about why that was the transition for me from the GameCube to the Xbox. First I'll give you a little bit of uh facts about the GameCube. It was released in 2001. I was 12 years old in 2001, mm-hmm. discontinued in 2007. It had 21.74 million systems sold. Um, now this is compared to the N64, which was the c- council right before it, 33 million sold. Now you may say, Kate, why are you saying that? It clearly goes against your argument. No, it doesn't. So so in 2001, what other councils were released in 2001? Xbox, the very first Xbox, the year 2000 PlayStation 2 was released. So it would make sense that it didn't have as many copies sold at, as the N64 because the N64 had no competition, um, because it was released in 1996. PS one was 94. So that's two years prior. And then the Dreamcast, which I don't know. I had one, but not many people did. It was a failure.
1: The Dreamcast was great.
0: I played Crazy Taxi on Dreamcast. That was the best.
1: There was this I don't know, sorry to side sidetrack this, but there was this there was this uh I wanna say it was called Test Drive Six, but there I don't know. The the soundtrack on it just was amazing. I I love the songs that were on there for it and it was like one of my favorite racing games back then. Yeah. I just remember playing it like that was the game I played the most on the Dreamcast. I do remember Crazy Taxi. I remember playing that in like arcades. That was, those are fun.
0: Back to what I was saying the Dreamcast was released in 1998. So, N64 was released in between those. So, obviously, it didn't have as much competition. Plus, Dreamcast, not really competition anyway. So, still 21.74 million systems sold is a very good amount, I think, for us for after the N64. If anyone doesn't know what the GameCube is, it's self explanatory it's a cube that it's shaped like a cube. And it's kind of funny because they built it with a handle so that it could be transported, which...
1: (laughs) Wait a minute, there's a handle on it?
0: Yeah, on the back.
1: Oh my God, my mind is blown. I don't think I've ever realized that. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure you won't realize
0: a couple of things because I didn't either when I was researching this. So some of the positives about the GameCube when it first came out, it was praised for the controller because the controller was massively different from the N64 controller. So it was big jump. Um, It was probably um, changed because obviously there was a lot of criticism for the M as in Mario controller (laughs) because it was shaped so weird. And yeah, so they made the controller more like a traditional controller as you'd see now. On systems, um, probably meant to like compete with like the Xbox and the PlayStation that had come out, which that right there, you know, transitioned me into what I play now, the Xbox. So the controller is relatively similar, playing in that style. I loved the simplicity of it changing from the weird controller to an actual normal fits your hands correctly
1: controller. I will say about the controller, I loved I loved using that controller on the Nintendo Wii to play Super Smash Brothers because (laughs) you could play the GameCube games on the the Nintendo Wii.
0: Yep. Which is another positive of the GameCube, which you couldn't do with the previous system. You couldn't use, you couldn't play the cartridges on. But what did the GameCube have that you could play?
1: Oh, you tell me.
0: You could play Game Boy games on the GameCube. You would buy... Which, you know, Nintendo making more money, you could buy a separate piece that literally was this black square that attached to the bottom of the GameCube. And you could put the cartridges that were for the Game Boys in that square and you could play them off of your GameCube onto the TV.
1: I don't know if they ever had that feature for the N64, um, but they had almost the exact same thing on the Super Nintendo. Or they just had like a...
0: Or you could play Nintendo ones?
1: It was a cartridge, and then you could take the Game Boy games and you could put them into the cartridge, and then the cartridge goes in the game.
0: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do remember that. It's almost like when you put that cassette tape into VHSs. We're really dating ourselves right now, but like where you could put the little bit. It was like a little cassette (laughs) tape that you would have in the camcorders once they upgraded, Mm -hmm. and you put that into the VHS.
1: Yeah, kind of like putting that tape uh, into the tape deck. They had the aux cord to oh. you play your CD player. <laughs>
0: we in your all car. had that, <laughs> and then you would go over a bump, and the CD player would skip.
1: Yep, ruined a few CDs that way.
0: Um, so yeah, so there was that attachment, so you could play the Game Boy games, which was also cool. I don't, I don't remember if I had it. I don't think I had it, but I definitely knew people that had it because um, I remember playing it. So anyway, the speaking of controllers, um. GameCube was the first, uh, the GameCube console was the first console to have a wireless controller that was by a first-party console manufacturer. So uh, by a company that was actually owned by Nintendo. So they were the first people to have that wireless controller.
1: So that was that was the first time a Nintendo console nope, had just, a just in general just any any yeah okay. just
0: a, a first party like I'm I didn't look into it that much. Um but I'm sure... I
1: think the PlayStation 2 had those, but it was like
0: like a GameCat or whatever that
1: I don't know who I don't know those. who developed it or whatever. It probably came out after the GameCube one was developed.
0: Yeah, I mean but it would it also I'm sure there were there was wireless ones that were third party and since so this was like first party. So it was like a, a company owned by Nintendo that actually made it. Um Not so sure. that was the first first party. Just want to reiterate that just in case anybody like comes at me and is like, well, <laughs> um and then also speaking of being able to connect to the Game Boy, there actually was like a a way to connect your Game Boy to the GameCube, which was technically the first iteration of having two screens, like how um when the Wii U first came out, how they had the second screen that would like help you, like would have the map on it or whatever and then you could Oh, yeah. Play the game and then you have like the map on there. Yeah, they had that as a connection to the Game Boy. So that was actually the first um, showing of that with the Nintendo. I mean, I don't know if anyone else even does that now. I'm not entirely sure, but
1: I will say um, things like that are like, like I'm not a PC player, but if you could have like dual screen and have the say you're playing like Warzone, you could have mm -hmm. the game on one screen and then have the mini map on the other screen a big game changer i would say
0: yeah i feel like now the only thing that's really set up for that capability is like a computer um especially people who have dual monitors which i feel like is a lot of people nowadays so anyone that actually plays games on their computer probably 100% of the time has two monitors yeah anyway oh yeah so with the piece that goes under the connects to the underside of the gamecube which sounds weird um to play game boy games it actually allows you to play game boy game boy color and game boy advanced i don't know if you remember but game boy Advance cartridges were actually different than the game boy ones they were like thinner
1: they, yeah and they had like a little like um
0: a roof on top
1: <laughs> yeah so that they wouldn't fit in the other consoles yeah but you could play the game boy games on the game boy advance
0: yeah you could play the game boy games on the game boy advance
1: yeah and the was it the original Nintendo DS you could do it on too?
0: I don't know. My brother had a you DS. Like... I didn't.
1: I don't remember which one. I, I just.
0: I feel like they did allow it to jump for a while, probably because their consoles like were all different. Like you couldn't play the generation before his games up until the GameCube to the Wii. You couldn't play the generation before games. I mean, you said with the Nintendo and then Super Nintendo, but like
1: I just lent one of mine to my cousin, and uh, it's cousin for people who don't know me. Cousin. <laughs> I think they. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I know I have uh, a couple of games from the original Game Boy that could be played on it, but I can't remember what the cons like what the handheld was. I feel like it was the Game Boy Advance, though.
0: Anyway, so GameCube. As far as the style of the GameCube, now a lot of people like criticized the way that it looked. I honestly loved the way that it looked because I feel like it was so it was compact. It was the perfect shape that it could just fit into like like places versus the N64. It has, like, the, like, weird, rounded, like, long, but I don't know how to call it, like, wave shape to it.
1: Uh-huh. And, like,
0: even though it was thin, like, I don't know, in my mind, like, aesthetically, I liked the cube shape better. But it was criticized. People uh, people described it as toyish, like, critics. I don't know. To me, it was, and it was light. Obviously, it has a handle. Anybody can <laughs> hold it, carry it to their friend's house, but have to make sure they still have all the cables. and th- That's a downfall of the handle.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm sold. I gotta I gotta go buy a GameCube.
0: I think I still have mine. It's not my parents, but now GameCube did try to do online gaming because Xbox and PlayStation Two had that as an option, but they had like no games for it for the online gaming, so that wasn't really something like positive about it.
1: Yeah, well, let me tell you, you wouldn't have had that had the N64 not done it originally.
0: The N64 so... <laughs> had online gaming.
1: Yeah, it's only available. In
0: japan oh everything's only available in japan
1: there's a lot of stuff that was only available in japan
0: <laughs> so that actually <laughs> brings me to my next thing which is kind of funny <laughs> um so gamecube's competition with xbox and playstation the reason that like critics and stuff were saying it didn't do so well as well as the xbox and the playstation was because the xbox and the playstation were set up to be like almost like like an all around system. It could play games and it, you could watch movies, you could listen to music because everything used the CD. Um GameCube did not do that. They did not because they had the tiny disks.
1: Had to be different.
0: What did Japan do? And Japan, I mean Nintendo because they they um married up with Panasonic and they made the I don't know if you know this, but they made the Panasonic Q. So it was only released in Japan in 03, or no, I don't know when it was released in Japan. Probably at the same time. I actually didn't write that down, but I wrote down when it was discontinued. So just think about it this way. GameCube came out in 2001. The Panasonic Q discontinued in 03, so, and it was only in Japan. You could only get it there. So what the Panasonic Q, Sonic Q did is it made up for the fact that the GameCube did not play DVDs.
1: So is a DVD player.
0: Yeah, so it's a DVD player that you can also play. So it looks like a GameCube. It's like slightly bigger. It's more rectangular than square and it's slightly bigger. And it has the disc player for the DVDs. And then obviously like you could put the little discs in there too to play GameCube. And then it's got like the little like you know, blacklight screen on the top that would have like, you know, what reading, you know whatever old dvd players with how they would say like reading disc and all that stuff i mean it's a cool try
1: yeah it was was cool to have a dvd player next to your gamecube
0: yeah it didn't work out so well though It just it (laughs) plus it was it was an extra a hundred dollars just for that you might as well just have gotten the gamecube and then bought a dvd player
1: yeah bought a dvd player for 25 dollars.
0: and like well back then a dvd player was not 25 (laughs) dollars But yeah, that didn't last very long. But they did try to compete with something, so I give them props for that. So nobody wanted it, so it never distributed to um, Europe or here. My last thing I'm going to talk about with the GameCube is the games. Obviously, this is kind of what makes it better in comparison to at least at least the systems prior to it, because obviously systems after it graphics got way better. Um, But it did have significantly, at least in my opinion. The graphics jumped a lot from the N64 to the GameCube, whereas the N64, it was still a little bit blocky, a little bit more sharp corners on visuals. It smoothed out a lot with the GameCube. So graphics, I mean, that's an easy win on the GameCube side because graphics are automatically just going to be better. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but one of the best original games that came out for the GameCube was Pikmin. Did you ever play Pikmin?
1: No. Um, I played the Mario and Pikmin game. Right? Mario
0: I never played that. but So Pikmin was like these little guys that were like these different colors and you had to like get them all into like one spot or whatever and like...
1: Hey, like collect them through the board. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know yeah. why, but I loved it so much. Puzzle games. I don't know. I, don't know. I, like, I guess I yeah. like puzzle games, but other games that debuted on it besides Pikmin was Metroid Prime, which obviously there was Metroid... Metroid, Metroid games before that, but Metroid Prime was the debut on GameCube. And then Luigi's Mansion, because, you know, everyone was craving to play as Mario's brother.
1: <laughs> Can I just say Samus is so underappreciated? The Metroid franchise, like, let's get a great Metroid game out there. Let's get that together. Because
0: it, it's a she, which a lot of people don't know. That Samus it is a she. she, and like, if you think about it, there's not a lot of games where there's a. F- I mean, generally speaking, a lot, a lot of games at the time, especially when Metroid first came out. Like that, females. Well, were when Metroid main...
1: first came out, it was all in eight and eight bit and sixteen bit, so you couldn't tell based on the armor that it was a girl versus a guy.
0: Because there were three squares, like. <laughs> <laughs> so another game that I besides Pikmin that I played a lot. Um, was the Super Smash Bros. for GameCube. I I played Super Smash Bros. for N64 as well. Um, but for some reason, I was more obsessed with the one for GameCube. I don't know if, if there was any... I should have looked this up. But if there was an additions addition of characters that weren't in this... There had to be.
1: I would imagine there was. I mean, that was five years later that that game... Well, five years later that that console came out. I can't imagine they just made the same game.
0: Yeah, they had the to have had
1: ones. I wish I remembered. They, I
0: think, um, oh, I'm going to really mess this up. And so maybe I shouldn't say it. No, uh, I'm going to just say it. Uh, is it pronounced chic?
1: Chic, yeah, I think so. Okay. That's how I've always pronounced it.
0: I know it was definitely in that one. I don't know if it was in the N64 version.
1: Um, well, it was not. She couldn't have been in the um, N64 version because she, that character didn't debut until...
0: No, it was an N sixty four game. It well, was in the, It was in the. Wasn't Sheik in the first um, N sixty uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time? Sheik was in that.
1: Yeah, my point was that they couldn't have put that character in the Super Smash Brothers.
0: Oh, I guess because there's no such thing as like updating. All right, so then obviously you have your your Mario Kart. Um, you have Animal Crossing, the Animal Animal Crossing for GameCube. I was obsessed with for a while. Me and my wife.
1: And you're back to being obsessed with it again.
0: <laughs> we actually haven't played it in a while. I'm surprised because I bought it for my wife for the Switch, but it's too difficult to get up off the couch sometimes and just
1: to go yeah, grab it out of the. Thing. Too difficult to have that handheld console in your.
0: Yeah, right. But yeah, I even moved it up to the Wii. We would have the GameCube version of Animal Crossing and would just play it in the Wii when we had the Wii. Best all time game because I'm going to basically finish it up on this one. Um, to let you have a chance to, to talk today, <laughs> um game I loved the best and the best version of this game as well. Tony Hawk Underground. Now this was this was not a Nintendo original; it was across the board, but that best Tony Hawk game it was the first Tony Hawk game where you could customize your own character, and the first Tony Hawk game you could actually get off your board. You could like hit people with your board.
1: That's crazy. Oh, I do remember <laughs> that actually. I remember people like i don't think i played that as my like i played the tony hawk for uh what was the one before that
0: pro skater 3
1: maybe i don't know yeah i don't remember which one i played it was one of the tony hawks
0: was it for um gamecube n64 playstation
1: i think it was on 64.
0: n64 yeah so it was a black cartridge i think if you got the colored cartridge
1: i thought you said it was a blue cartridge wasn't there a the blue, blue one was one? the
0: first blue cartridge cartridge was the very first one i think i had the blue um, the, one i
1: don't think yeah. i had the later on one
0: and then the yellow one is the second one i believe and i think black is the third one which by the way like that is a positive for the n64 is the colored cartridges but
1: oh believe you me that is in the <laughs> in the chamber and ready to come out okay
0: but yeah so i mean that pretty much wraps it up i mean it's the best for me i'm just gonna just go over the main points of of what make the gamecube The best for me is versatility with being able to play your Game Boy um, games, your Game Boy Advance games, how light it was to be able to move around, not carrying to your friends because I never really carried my GameCube to my friends, Mm -hmm. but it was a light system. Um, if I wanted to move it from my room to the basement, to the living room, easy to do. It was small, compact compared to the previous consoles, So fit in a lot of places to be able to store. And it just, honestly, it just helped me transition from playing like those type of games to just moving on to like Xbox. I mean, I did end up getting a regular, the original Xbox and had that too. And yeah, I mean, that's, just, and you know, GameCube, it had more, um, just another point. It had it started to have more games because it would have comp- the same games that would come out for Xbox, and PlayStation that were more for like teenagers and and they also had the kid games obviously, but you know for people that were my age at the time too. So it was a good transition console and and that's honestly why um, I believe it was the best one out of all of them personally. Um, and I was also obsessed with the game Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. It's oh, a great game. game. And then played the other two on Xbox. <laughs>
1: that's funny you say that because. My best friend, Chad, and I were just talking about that the other day, about how, like, the fact that nobody's remade Prince of Persia with all these. They were so good. I tried to see because you can, I think on PlayStation, you could buy.
0: I think they did a remaster for PlayStation, the Sands of Time one. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, you can't. That game is so old. There's no way you can remaster it. Yeah. That's not worth just making a whole new game. So,
0: yeah. Prince of Persia got me into... um into other games like it, um like Tomb Raider and uh Assassin's Creed. Um very similar yeah. aspects. So it just kind of transitioned me. I, I I'm pretty sure Tomb Raider games came out prior to it, but I was not into them until after I had played the Prince of Persia games because I was like, oh well, what other games are like this? I want to play games like this. And that kind of transitioned me into Tomb Raider games and then Assassin's Creed. Which are yeah, fantastic. There games. was
1: definitely there was definitely Tomb Raider games before that Prince of Persia. I remember the Tomb Raiders of Yeah,
0: because it was for PlayStation 1 for sure, right? I
1: think it was PlayStation 1 where it was like the worst graphics and her boobs were like triangles.
0: Yeah, because she was just a block. Do you know that she was um uh what do you call it? Made after Angelina Jolie?
1: Yeah, and yeah, from that from the Tomb Raider movie that she did. Mm-hmm.
0: And everybody's like her boobs are so big and it's like well have you looked at angelina jolie that's why and the new one is um mastered after somebody mate, created after an actress too i wish i could remember the name but i can't but she actually i believe she actually was the actress who played in the tomb raider the more most recent tomb raider yeah. movie
1: the most recent tomb raiders are so good
0: but she's more relatable yeah um and makes more sense to be you know
1: doing the things that she's doing
0: Obviously that's not judging anyone in any way, shape or form. Cause you can have any shape or size and be athletics, but it's just, uh, it's somebody I can relate to. I should say the newer one, somebody who I definitely like, I'm like, Oh, that could be me. If I worked out.
1: It's <laughs> not going to happen, but it, I could do it. Definitely do it. All
0: right. Well, th- those are my points. And that's why I think GameCube's the best. So you're up.
1: Well, I appreciate you going first and, uh, digging yourself in a hole there and, uh, <laughs> Telling everybody a lot about the things that I'm going to tell you about and the reason (laughs) that GameCube would actually have those features because they wouldn't have them without the uh, console that I chose, which you've already spoiled. Um, But I will tell you why the N64 is greatest Nintendo console that there is. So the Nintendo 64, or N64 for short, is the greatest Nintendo console and here's why. So the N64 uh, debuted in September of 1996. That's when it was released in Japan. It was supposed to be released in the States during the holiday season and stuff like that, but it got delayed um, and that's when the Sega Saturn and I believe the Sony PlayStation got released. So there's a lot of competition for them at that time. with everybody going to CD-ROMs and on the PlayStation. And the Sega Saturn, I believe, was the first Sega that went to CD-ROM. But the N64, stubborn as they are, (laughs) had to stay with those cartridges. And it helped them in some ways because they were... The hype and buildup behind them was so high that they had to... This is basically like a a modern day release of things. They had to do releases in convenience stores and they'd bring in pallets of consoles to these convenience stores to be able to have them all for people to come get them. That's how built up the N64 was at the time, because it was supposed to be, um, it was like a hundred dollars cheaper than PlayStation and the second, Sega Saturn were. So it was like, the average person's video game console like you didn't have to break the bank to get it especially back then i mean a hundred dollars cheaper back in right. 96 that made a, a big difference
0: which is actually surprising because the cartridges cost more to make than cds yeah
1: which is kind of where they shot themselves in the foot they um mm-hmm. they i mean they still made it work in the states they two-thirds I mean, of their yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah two-thirds of their total sales came from the united states they sold over twenty million consoles and sold about I think right 33 million you said
0: yeah that's what I saw
1: yeah I saw 30 million so about 30 30 to 33 million consoles across the globe and two-thirds of that came from the United States where it built up I mean with the delayed release like people still waited and waited which nowadays you know you might not get if you get games delayed and delayed people will find the flaws in it but this console was the first console to have 3D graphics in the ways that it did, which was, I mean, it, doesn't, it didn't hold up to what you got now, but go plug it n 64 and play that Mario 64, Super Mario 64, and you're you're going to see how great it was to, to play Super Mario yeah. in yeah. 3D instead of having that little guy going across the screen left to right the whole time. Yeah, those. I'm I'm not a fan of those regular Super Mario's. That give me the 3ds all day.
0: I mean, that the, the Mario 64 was like, you know, it was the it was the game that came with it, right?
1: Uh, it didn't come with all of them, but at release, there was only two games available. It was Super Mario 64 and a game called Pilot Wings 64, which I personally didn't own. Um, but I can only imagine it's a game where you fly things. I.
0: I <laughs> Yeah, I remember like I remember hearing like about it. I never played it. But I do like when you say that name, it like clicks something in my brain like, "Oh yeah."
1: Yeah. yeah. Those are the <laughs> only two games available at release um and even with that, people still went nuts over it and I mean, that's why Super Mario 64 was so popular. It was their best-selling game by far. There it was almost 11.9 million copies versus mario kart which didn't even come out at release had nine point about 9.9 million copies sold um along with the unbelievable 3d graphics at the time i say that now how many years later is this <laughs> what year are we in 21
0: yeah but it was revolutionary yeah so I, understand I mean that's what the time you're like
1: to see mario walking around and like to pan the camera around to see different things instead of like only what's there in front of your face. Like, sometimes you had to use that. Sometimes you had to look around to see what you had to get up to, see how you got up, like, did a backflip up into a little cubby that you couldn't see if you were just walking straight at it, you know what I mean? So so along with their 3D graphics, they basically changed the controller for the future. Um, they brought the analog joysticks into play for the first time, which people uh loved except for mario party players (laughs) so i don't know if you played super mario party for that
0: i did play mario party yep for that too much so (laughs) there were some
1: i not to like knock my own game but i thought this was really funny there were some motions you had to do in that game uh yeah like it was like a like circling and like hitting the joystick a punch <laughs> so you don't see it because
0: this is an audio medium yeah. but as you say but literally just rapidly circling yeah, around so with the, <laughs> the
1: joystick. it got with your so palm. bad that people were getting like nasty blisters and messing up their palm
0: yeah you get the imprint yeah so the they had hand. to
1: after the after uh nintendo lost a, a lawsuit they had to start sending out this like gaming glove which i joke about gaming gloves and needing gaming gloves all the time so I thought this was really funny that they actually had to send you a gaming gaming glove. Like it had to come in the box with the <laughs> cartridge for <to> the <laughs> game because they knew what was going to happen. So I thought that was pretty funny. And then like the, the shoulder buttons, like the buttons on top of the controller the way that they are, which now, I mean, every controller is looking like that. And they took out the middle, you know, like you said, it looked like an M, but take out the middle part of that controller and you have what almost every controller nowadays feels like you know what i mean so those are pretty nifty and like the things that they they tried a lot of things like i mentioned like they they tried to do a tried to do an online service to play games which they tried in japan and it just didn't have the just didn't have the traction that they expected from it so well
0: because the internet wasn't you know where it is now
1: like they tried it for the games they had which they didn't have a lot of games that were like massive party play games mm-hmm. so they tried to get ahead of themselves and that's where like the gamecube did it but didn't do it well definitely didn't do it the way xbox and i mean that's even now like you can't there's not a lot of games on the on the switch that are like hey i'm logging on to play whatever game online are you gonna be on to play with me online? It's just at
0: least not games that aren't out for something else that makes that it's easier to just play it on something else. Cause like I believe things like Fortnite are on the Switch, um, games like that are. But it's just the setup of the controller just is easier if you just play it on something yeah. else. Uh, Nintendo's never been great at the online situation.
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's more it's more aimed for families and kids, children. Yeah, I mean they. A lot of the, a lot of the, um, games that were released on this, like they had high standard for the way the graphics had to be, but they also had to make the game, the games like very cartoonish and playful and fun. Whereas like at the time the, um, like PlayStation was releasing things like Final Fantasy on their, on the CD for their games, Mm -hmm. which, They never could have done a a game, even though their graphics and like their 3D graphics were like unbelievable for the cartridge, they couldn't do everything that they could put on a CD-ROM into a cartridge. You'd have to do multiple cartridges. So they, I mean, still, even with those tiny setbacks, they still had an unbelievable console. They won uh, Machine of the Year from Time Magazine in 1996, which I don't know any other consoles that are winning machine of the year by a major magazine like that so some of the best known games for the n64 obviously like we said the super mario 64 Ocar- uh, legend of zelda ocarina of time perfect dark golden eye 007 it's a great game again one of those things that like how has that game not been remade you know what i mean
0: yeah were those Those were like the first first person shooters. They
1: were Perfect Dark. Right. Yeah. Like Dark actually was. It was like one of the first.
0: Technically wasn't Doom. I think Doom was the first. I was going to
1: say it was the first, obviously, 3D first person and like set the tone for for other video games to come after that, which unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I don't know if Perfect Dark is a popular game nowadays. So (laughs) shot themselves in the foot there. And then obviously um, Super Smash Brothers was and still is an unbelievable game. I play it on the Switch. On the Switch, there's so many players you can play as. I, back then, it was just the uh, the originals. Like Star Fox was on there because Star Fox 64.
0: Oh, yeah. Star Fox. Star Fox 64 was. Dude,
1: Do shit. you remember? Do you remember doing the barrel roll when? Yes. Yeah. Like that's things like that. Do would a not, barrel roll. Yeah. Would not be possible had it not been for these graphics.
0: Do you remember, like, when somebody would, like, die? They'd be like, ah! Yeah, as they're
1: <laughs> crashing, Is their aircraft just, like, floats off the screen and they're screaming.
0: All your co-pilot people, or they're not co-pilots, but, like, teammates, they were so passive-aggressive to you. <laughs> like... As a kid, you're just like having like these things just yelling at you being like, "Help me. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're dumb." Like literally that was all your teammates.
1: Maybe there's a correlation between uh Star Fox 64 and uh adults around our age with like anxieties and
0: <laughs> That's that's what ruined millennials, Star Fox 64. It's why none of us can like handle ourselves. In, co- in conflict,
1: because that, of Star Fox. No one 64. our age can handle anything that when there's more than one person talking, because
0: yep. you just get
1: <laughs> like a Nom flashback. The Star Fox 64 across <laughs> that grid where everyone's yelling H-S-S-D. at you,
0: <laughs> just like that asteroid field, like everything's coming at you, and you don't know what to do when your teammates are screaming, and you got a big asteroid. Coming. You're shooting
1: seven thousand things, and they take like three shots, and they're like, "Why are you helping us? You're supposed to be helping me." <laughs>
0: Yeah right. <laughs> this game's about me. Right. It's called Star Fox, not Star Slippy <laughs> or Falco or.
1: Falco was great though. He looks so yeah. cool.
0: He's about. He was like the best one out of them to play as in the as the Super Smash Bros.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, side question: Who mm-hmm. do you use the most when you play? I mean, I don't know if you play now, but who do you use the most when you play?
0: Yeah, I don't have it now. So, but back when I did um i would use link link Boom. link was my go-to hi yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep That's, you nailed that actually i think that if you put that side by side with him in game i think that would be on on point
0: maybe i will just for fun <laughs> <laughs> just you're what if i am close um, or the hey listen
1: <laughs> yeah i use lucario as a pokemon i don't know if you how pokey advanced you are i don't do you still even play no, pokemon go
0: not really because i don't walk the dog as much right now because in winter time that's when yeah. i would
1: do it i just had a big event um today for pokemon go which i was playing all day it was that was fun i
0: had to turn off the notifications for it because i was like i'm not playing it right now and i can't have it notified it's,
1: it's the 25th uh anniversary so there's d- Doing I know. so many things. I... And your girl is like celebrating it. Like she's one of the um people they're using for one of the celebrities they're using to push the 25th anniversary, Katy Perry.
0: Oh, I was like, my girl. Okay. So let's get this straight right now. <laughs> Katy Perry, I've fallen off of that I bus. You know. <laughs> I just
1: like to bring it up once in a while.
0: Basically, when she dyed her hair blonde, I was off that bus. And that has nothing to do with her looks. Like I'm not like I wasn't on her bus because of her looks, but I feel like something about obviously in her personal life changed like at the same time that she dyed her hair (laughs) and it just she just got to a point where i couldn't really handle her anymore so she's still great like she's still a good singer i think she's a great singer i just i can't handle her like i
1: used to they're um they're using so post malone is gonna have a virtual concert and it's gonna be like pokemon related for their 25th anniversary so obviously i'm a huge pokemon nerd kate kind of is not nearly as much as i am um i was
0: like i wa like when i was a kid slash into teenage years like i played all the games for like game boy and then the game boy color and then on um i played like pokemon stadium and pokemon snap or whatever it was for n64 yeah, on,
1: on on which console kate not on the uh gamecube <laughs> <laughs> they're bringing it back
0: are they the it's like yeah good i want to play it because every emulator i would get like i would i would always try to like redownload it and then every time i took a p- picture it would just be a black screen so i wasn't actually able to play the game
1: maybe just play it on the n64 instead
0: i don't have i don't know where it is it's either at my parents house or my brother has it it's one of... well, tell your, <laughs> it still works
1: tell your parents to uh start searching and then <laughs> you can get good at you know
0: i can i'm an i'm an adult i can go there and search well, for...
1: i wouldn't first of all i wouldn't say you're an adult let's not go that far <laughs> let's not get, out- let's not get adult. outlandish here <laughs> age does not make you an adult
0: as we're doing a podcast where the first episode was about superpowers the second one's about nintendo counselors exactly. cons- counselors councils also um, counselors
1: and consoles so some crazy things i i saw about the uh so back to why the n64 is so great one of the crazy things i saw was that there were like an average price for one of the video games was seventy-five dollars. Games nowadays aren't even seventy-five dollars unless you buy like the limited edition or like the extra bonus expansion, blah blah blah, whatever extra Mm -hmm. features they have. They're all like around sixty dollars nowadays. Yeah. And one of the most expensive ones was Killer Instinct Gold. I don't know if you remember Killer Instinct. It was like it was like Mortal Kombat type fighting whatever's right. This one right one
0: i know the name never played it so i couldn't contribute to that <laughs> so yeah so was it a gold cartridge because it was killer and sick gold. it was
1: actually not gold it was like so it wasn't like gold gold it was like yellow gold <laughs> it was more yellow it was more yellow well it's just it was more yellow than like a gold would be because
0: didn't zelda come out with the actual gold one yes i can't remember which zelda it was it ocarina of time
1: Yeah, and then Majora's Mask uh came in a blue came with a blue con uh blue cartridge, uh so that was eighty dollars. The Killer Instinct Gold, eighty dollars when it came out.
0: I mean, like I said, the cartridges cost more to make than the CD, so it's not surprising that they.
1: And when they made the console itself cheaper, they had to make up for that in the price of the games, seemingly. But yeah, so the I know where I am at this point. Oh, so a couple of things that like for me. Playing these games, so seeing Bowser in 3D for the first time, it was crazy. Yeah, and then like the size of him, the fact that you like you had to run around this gigantic creature. To spoiler alerts, you got to go behind Bowser and grab his tail, and spin him around. I don't know if anyone, if you haven't beaten the game yet, uh, most people. Sorry to ruin it for you. Most people are doing it in an average of two hours, plan for like a two hour, two hours on a Sunday to rip through it. Let me tell you about a. Uh, another great thing about uh the n64 i don't know how old you were when you first did this but did you not that i'm promoting promoting drunk driving by any means but this is just the name people gave this game did you ever play quote-unquote drunk driving with mario kart 64 did you ever play that
0: i have no idea what that
1: is so, so i don't think so this is a game that i learned from uh a few people when they were in college so you you have a beer, a full beer, can't can't be opened. You start the race, and your character's uh, cart can't be moving in order for you to be drinking. So if you're drinking, your cart has to come to a complete stop, and then you stop drinking, you can start dra- driving the vehicle again. And usually you want to play with four characters, but or four people playing. So the first person to finish the game and also have their beer finished um, wins so like if you finish the game but didn't finish your beer you don't doesn't count as a win or if you finish your beer and you obviously haven't finished the game yet you haven't won yet that game was fun
0: i did not have my n64 with me when i I was 21 slash 18 when i was drinking in college
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay not that we're promoting underage drinking by any means but
0: Hey, if you can be, if you can vote and be drafted, I think you should be able to make the choice well, <laughs> or you up the other things. <laughs> Listen, this
1: is, that's a debate for a whole different, yeah. but I also agree. There's a lot of, uh, things that we expect from people at age 18 decision-making wise that we then say people aren't old enough at age 18 to make decisions to do certain things correctly. So it's very strange, strange world.
0: I'm 31 and I'm not old enough to make the decisions I've already made in my life.
1: Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. so moving on. But there was other, I mean, there was other games like uh, other great moments in games like uh, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire where you got to reenact um, the battle on Hoth and you got to fly around and take down the AT-ATs with your little, your little speeder and you got to go in the circles around the thing and catch it with a cable wire for it to fall to the ground. It's I don't know, moments like that just amazing.
0: Nostalgia.
1: Yeah. Oh, the last feature. This is the last thing I'll leave it on. Okay. And the my way of proving that the N64 is the uh greatest. Imagine buying a GameCube and having your GameCube look exactly like everybody else's GameCube because GameCubes just came in like the purple color whatever gamecube no i didn't whatever color well, whatever color it was i had a silver one <laughs> yeah
0: they had like a couple and then you could buy like special whatever
1: so imagine being able to buy a nice awesome colored purple n64 that's also see-through or a green n64 or an orange n64 you could match.
0: Your N64 to your
1: cartridges.
0: (laughs) That's right.
1: And then you could also buy the controllers in the same design, the same, like, see through, colorful, instead of like the just generic gray basic ones, all the colors. It was just so colorful, customizable. It was awesome. Awesome to see. Awesome to have.
0: And, like, And I'll give you that because um, even though GameCube did have other colors and like you could get controllers that were different and stuff too, uh, N64 did kind of pave the way for that. Yeah. So I'll give you that. And that's pretty cool. Like, especially as a kid being like, oh, like my favorite color is green so I can get a green one and it can be see-through so I can see all the stuff inside and yeah.
1: Even games uh, like, you know, years later with the uh, Xbox and PlayStation 3 or right now PlayStation 2 at the time of the original Xbox like even then they didn't have or they didn't make it so you could have different controllers and consoles at release I mean nowadays you could get any skin to put on a an Xbox or you can
0: customize it
1: yeah but for you to be able to buy it that way and have it look that yeah way... I mean
0: as far as I know it's like N64 and Nintendo kind of paved the way for that yeah. I mean correct me if I'm wrong but like that that I mean Nintendo's always kind of been that way. Like Nintendo's like is like the Android is for the phone world. It's just completely customizable versus, yeah. you know, Xbox, PlayStation and or um, iPhone for phones, you know, like iPhone's not as customizable. Like it's
1: hey, listen, just don't, to compare don't attack the iPhone. They now let you move the widgets around on your on your home screen. OK, <sighs>
0: I think I've had. <laughs> That uh, that ability for years.
1: <laughs> I think that's been a thing on Android since Android became phone
0: company. Same so. with like the
1: back button. But anyway, that's that's another <laughs> podcast.
0: Anyway, yes, I'll give you that. N64 with that customizing and it kind of paved the way for that. Um, and I mean, they even still do it with the Switch. You can get, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to pay way too much, but you can buy different controllers to attach to the Switch that are different.
1: Yeah, $80, $80 for the new Joy-Cons. I paid the $25 or whatever it was just to have a wired controller for a backup for the switch. So, yeah, we just have the one. Cause it's, we don't need it. Like we don't need more because
0: it's only, we play it every once in a while, but yeah, I mean, I give you that. And I know going into this one uh, that I would have a tough time because especially people around our age, you know, and 64 was a, was, was the council we, started with we'll
1: always have a love for our first that's what
0: yeah i mean you do have us. like sega people and and um i would had friends that you know had a sega long before they had the, the sega genesis before they had the n64 um there are a couple people who had i never did but i had friends that had you know the nintendo and the super nintendo so i did play those but i really feel like our generation um, I'm I'm definitely helping your argument but whatever I, I just wanted to discuss it for our generation you know the N64 was the big thing and, and especially now with our generation and just wanting nostalgia because we've had a lot of trauma happen in our lifetime like not personally necessarily I mean people do but like just we've been through a lot and we just want a lot of nostalgia and 64 brings that back and I think when people think back on playing video games that's like the council that they think of
1: things like the like super mario 64 it's so great and like the the graphics even though you know it doesn't hold up nearly to what 3d graphics look like nowadays but there's a reason that they just were able to re-release it with the nintendo switch i mean it's just it's a game that and they did it as like a limited release because they knew people would want it and want to be able to play it to have like now everybody just has an N64 that they pull out when they want to play the, um, play games like that. So now you can play them on your switch. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I have the Nintendo and the super Nintendo emulators. Um, cause I didn't get to play that a lot as a kid cause I didn't have one. So it's nice to play them now. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a thing. So last podcast, we recommended the boys because it went along with what we were talking about to go watch the boys. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking like, hey, why not recommend something that goes along with what we're talking about for the day, if possible? I don't know if you've seen it, but if anyone wants, like, a just like a brief kind of like briefly goes over the history of video games, it's a documentary on Netflix called High Score. It's like a mini series documentary. So, it's like, I think it's like six or eight episodes or whatever. And it just goes through kind of like the different, just like the levels of of gaming, starting from like gaming cafes where it was literally just pac-man and people sitting in these like dark smelly just like basically like bars like without being a bar like that was just like a like just you know the screens and they would just sit there and they play like pac-man all day and then they would have like competitions and uh, going all the way up to like, you know, how first person shooters started with Doom and the description of how Doom was made and all that. And it's it's really entertaining to watch. And and they're not very long episodes. But if anyone's interested in that and hasn't seen it, um, like I said, it's called High Score on Netflix.
1: and Netflix doesn't pay for this ad. But if they would like to pay for us to <laughs> advertise, we're definitely open for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be nice, but. But yeah, I just, I just figure, you know, why not recommend something that, you know, every time if we have something that relates yeah. to what we're talking about,
1: I think, why not? Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that pretty much wraps up that we've set our piece <laughs> about what we think is the best. We got our other segment that we're going to do, and then we'll discuss how to do the voting stuff
1: for the podcast. Yeah. Um. So that will lead us into, I I like calling it taking in field. I don't on how you feel about it, Kate, but. I
0: don't know. It kind of sounds like a sex position, but
1: that's fine. Anyways, uh it's not a sex, sex position. Uh taking it in field, we are gonna just bounce a question to one of us, um, and then answer it and then send it back to the other person. Um, I think I've got three today. You had three also, right? You said? Yep, I have three. Sometimes it'll be more, sometimes it'll be less. It's just mm-hmm. depending on what we've got at the time and what we want to do. You won last week's pod, so if you wanna go with the first question.
0: Sure. Yeah, like I did last time, I'm gonna do one that's kind of related to what we're what we discussed today. Um, what would you consider your best memory as a kid playing video games?
1: Um, so I'll actually do two of them. I think number I think the first one, <laughs> my cousin, uh, my brother, and I playing um, an NBA game in our room. We had a sleepover. He was sleeping over and we were playing NBA and I don't know what happened, but I thought it was the funniest thing. And I remember laughing for like a half an hour straight while we were still playing the game. And like, I was of no help to them in the NBA game, (laughs) just like laughing so hard. My eyes were watering. My dad came in the room and was like, dude, I'm trying to sleep. Like, what is going on in here? And I couldn't even tell him Mm -hmm. because I was laughing so hard. He's like, just keep it down. It's just, I don't know what's happening, but keep it down. And yeah, that was awesome. But more recently, I think the like late night Halo games with my cousins and my brothers, just like there'd be nights where we'd stay up till like five, six in the morning, just playing Halo nonstop for hours just to see who could get like the best kill, the most kills, the least deaths, like all that kind of stuff. Those are the best sets, I think
0: uh back could just stay up and had no responsibility (laughs) well
1: some of those some of those were after i'd get out of work at 11 o'clock and then yeah they'd already be playing and i'd be like all right i'll join i also did kind of what you did and kept it like close to uh what we were doing here so what is your favorite non-nintendo video game i think i know the answer to this
0: (laughs) um well like overall i mean i would have to say tomb raider the newer ones not the older ones because they're just the the new ones are just they're just like the perfect game. They have a little bit of everything in it. Um plus I'm I'm the kind of person who likes to um like sneak around and kill people, which I mean would then say, you know, well why not Assassin's Creed? But you know what, Tomb Raider's better. Um <laughs> and and I do that in Assassin's Creed too. But I also love using any game that has a bow and arrow option. Mm-hmm. I t- i'll take that over anything bow and arrow is my shit yeah play with that as much as i can so the tomb raider games are fantastic and i obviously i'm gonna love a game with a leading lady like any game that's like meant to make the 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 lead character a strong f- lead female character i'm gonna love so
1: yeah you got you got me back into the tomb raider games um <clears throat> was that they had like three so far in this Like series of
0: three and then there's talk of another one who knows when it's going to come out
1: but there's talk of another one i remember you talking about like the first one when it came out and i was like well i gotta play this game that sounds awesome and there's just so much to it it's so immersive it's like Mm -hmm. the thing with assassin's creed for me is assassin's creed is so it's like too it's mostly like too big of an open world
0: it's a little too much if you don't have a lot of time
1: for like these uh, it's like it's an open world but it's not like seven days of open world that you have to walk through from one side to the other
0: it's got more of like a b objective versus a b c d e f g like assassin's (laughs) creed does
1: yeah and i mean they they try to at times keep you in tomb raider like on a guided path somewhat but there's still a lot of openness to it
0: okay um so my next one is what's your best karaoke song (laughs)
1: Oh, my best Gary Oak song? Well, famously, I am uh, not someone that anybody ever wants to hear <laughs> sing. However, I'd say my favorite is uh, our Aladdin song, <laughs> just because we duet the Aladdin <laughs> song. I might not be good at it, and I don't really care.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, who, like, who cares? That. <laughs> That's the most fun to duet it. Yep. It's our song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right back to you what um what's the first video game uh and on which console do you remember playing as a kid like what 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 was the first video game you remember playing as a kid and what console was it on
0: i mean i think i honestly think it was i mean i i that i remember i know there was something before this but that i actually remember and sticks in my brain is definitely the super mario or the mario 64 not super Mario, mario 64 for the n64 um because obviously i put a lot of time into it as kids so yeah that's the one that i'm sure sticks. that
1: i'm sure there were some games you played before that it, same yeah. as me like i know there was games i played before but i remember playing super mario on the super nintendo yeah just because like again having three brothers and three sisters there'd be times where you're like this isn't my save point this isn't where i left off but this is definitely the game i had saved who was playing my game <laughs>
0: in super nintendo they did saving nintendo yeah. they didn't do saving right i think
1: you had i think you had three different save slots to yeah. get a b and c I'm, which, super, i applaud super anyone
0: that beat the mario on um nintendo because it didn't save um oh on the last one okay so kind of related to the karaoke one which is funny current favorite band on your playlist not overall, just your current.
1: Well, you actually you sent me a random song, like two ish weeks ago. Hot Milk, yeah. um, that band. They I I use them as like a a radio. Like a, I do like Hot Milk Radio and listen to like where that leads me, because like I'm I don't listen to the radio very often, um, but I'll go on to like a Spotify or Pandora and type in a a band just like give me all the songs similar to this band and go from there Mm -hmm. not often but that's sometimes i'll just like only listen to the band but like since i had never heard of them i go through theirs and found me some pretty good music i thoroughly enjoyed it and it's also sent me back into a like an emo punk rock yeah uh, it's
0: that pop punk you know
1: yeah, pop punk, all that stuff. It's sent me back into that whirlwind.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I can thank TikTok for them because I just saw I just happened upon it and I was just like I like sometimes just scroll through. I don't even like watch them. And I'll just hear like the first little bit and I just like heard the first little bit of it and I was like, oh, this sounds like a great song. Yeah. It's also how I found um Stand Atlantic, which I believe yeah. is an Australian bass band, and they're also punk, and they're fantastic as well.
1: Uh all right, so as I did last week, um, I got a hockey-based question for you. Jesus. I did so well the last time. <laughs> but I fi- well, you did. You got, what, four out of the original six because yeah. you forgot Canada was a thing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this one I think you'll get. Do you know who scored the first goal in Vegas Knights franchise history?
0: Oh, my God.
1: It only happened what, two three years ago. Three years ago. Four years
0: ago. It's 2017 was their um first goal i'm trying to think of who was on the team at that time because they've changed some players up
1: he actually scored he actually scored the first and second goal
0: was it alex tuck
1: no it's not damn it march or so <sighs> i don't think Mar was march so on the team that i don't think so uh this guy's not i don't think he's on the team anymore i feel like he was one of the great uh contributors to the fact that you guys were actually good
0: oh okay we still if he's not on the team anymore we're still good then he isn't the contributor just saying for the first
1: year well okay so
0: here's the reason why i wouldn't know the answer to that question i'm just gonna explain myself i was not initially like i did not completely just like jump on right away like i kind of i weaned myself into it like i watched the games and i was like yeah i was like excited about the new team so i'd watch the games but i didn't like focus on players um until until like probably you know more than halfway through the their first season um and that's when i decided to jump ship from the sabers to vegas
1: but oh i had been telling you for a lot of years um <laughs> to give up on the sabers but hey
0: it might be you soon
1: with the rangers dude
0: i mean not to be offensive
1: but hey whoa whoa pump the brakes mm-hmm. all right the <laughs> rangers are looking real good lately all right uh the answer is James Neal.
0: I knew he played for them, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't play for them anymore. I don't think he did. All right. Then, yeah, I mean, that that wraps this episode up. So voting wise. So how we did it for the first one is I posted a poll on Twitter, which you can find us at at and here's why pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, So Twitter, there's a poll. You can go follow us there. I think you can click it without following us but we prefer the follow um Uh and then also on instagram i put a poll in our story for our instagram page because stories are only 24 hours i once it's done in the story i will put it into our highlights and i'll keep it in our highlights up until we record for the next one so we record on saturdays so you have from monday um, I usually try to I'm going to usually try to get this podcast out early on Mondays, mo- all Monday, all the way through until Saturday afternoon because we record at night. So you can go over to there. Once again, it's at and here's why pod. Uh, go give us a follow where we have our link to our podcast on there, too. I mean, obviously you're listening to it. Um, we are officially searchable on iTunes <laughs> and Spotify as well so you don't have to oh. use the anchor link you can search for us on iTunes and Spotify finally
1: and you can give us follow on there too um yes, subscribe on there when you follow us on those it'll tell you when the um the new pod is available yes so
0: yep and we and we also update on our Instagram as well I update when the, when the podcast comes out so you'll see it right on there and you may see that first before you see the podcast come up so give us a follow there as well it'll just be helpful if you want to keep listening to us
1: yeah and uh talk to us on those social medias about like what your favorite nintendo moments are and what made you fall in love with nintendo maybe what made you not really enjoy nintendo too much or whatever we just want to hear it all because we like the interaction
0: yes And, uh, yeah, so as soon as you are done listening to this head over there and uh, cast your vote so that we can find out who wins and we'll find out next week on next week's podcast. Okay. Bye. bye.